Welcome to episode eight of the podcast. It is, well, it was a beautiful sunny morning in Nairobi, which was exciting, but now it looks like it's going to cloud over. And Andy is actually in a sweater. It must be cold. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's actually really warm outside. Oh, okay. It's just like in the house, it feels a bit chilly. Oh, same. Today, so, because uh, I went outside, in the sun and came back in, so... Got a little bit. Yeah, because for us Zulis outside, you know it's warm, but inside we're we're, we're suffering. Like, it's quite <laughs> well, cold. Well, we were we were having a, a pre-podcast rant about the uh, rally in Naivasha, which <laughs> is uh, well, we we're not being affected, but Andy is. You've had a lot of being stuck in traffic yeah, and uh, <laughs> going hundred meters. Road rage. Yeah, stuck. It's annoying. Like it's annoying because. You're five minutes, like it's right next to my house. I can hear it yesterday oh, from my office. They didn't practice. It's all been ran just like, you know, probably 500 meters, kilometer from here is part of the circuit. But I could have turned into my own lane yesterday. I couldn't turn onto South Lake Road. I went to pick Kyra up because the day before I went to go pick Kyra up and then got stuck in the traffic for two hours. As a, Rally cars went past. It's crazy. Then my car got a mechanical issue. So I then had to just come home and uh, pick car the following day. But then, you know, I left at six in the morning. I didn't get into my house until like nearly 10 a.m. You know, because of a you know, rally. It's like, and now even trying to do steps last night, it's just pain. There's cars going up and down, up and down. I'm trying to go to that rally hangout point, which is at the top of the lane. Um, and it's just, you know, like a little quiet lane yeah. to walk on every evening <laughs> with giraffe and hyenas, just a sea of cars at the moment. It is just so annoying. And as we were saying, it's not so bad if that money came back into uh, one, even the local economy, but mainly conservation. Like the local economy is not massively benefit. A lot of the companies running this stuff is coming from Nairobi to set up. Yeah, yeah. There is... The land's owned by politicians, and they are making money, and they don't live here, they live in Nairobi, so they just own parts of this land, and that money then doesn't go back into the economy. Like the local shops, maybe, you know, I was I popped into Provision Pantry, the little provision store on South Lake Road yesterday, guys, guys sitting in their car drinking this is nine, you know, nine in the morning, drinking um, whiskey and, and Red Bull yeah, and driving. You know, oh it's like, oh, this is gosh. great. Uh, so that's, you know, my shop was busy. You know, they're doing all right. But generally, the rest of the economy are. Maybe, you know, the Airbnbs are doing well because everything's pulled out. But, yeah, they say 100% of the hotels and uh, Airbnbs have been booked. I was reading yesterday. On I don't get motor racing. I don't get the joy of motor racing watching it live. Like, my brother's been to Formula One things yeah. live and been trackside and had passes. Very expensive tickets for that sort of thing. But a car flies past you. It's not like it's different. I imagine my hangout's cool. You look at cars, but rally cars aren't exciting. They're just cars, right? <laughs> been painted nicely and stripped yeah. out, essentially. Have a roll cage in. Look cool. You know, I understand watching motor racing on TV because you can see the whole race. You can see things. But when you're watching it live, it's like, yeah. I said to Kirk, because Kyle really wants to go watch it. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> so, so when we were stuck in traffic yesterday, as the rally cars flew past us, as we had to sit and wait for them. So look, there you go. There you it's go. the same as watching a rally. You've seen all the cars now. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've sat in um, one, of our, one of my friend's rallies, him and his bro. And they took me to my Mahi one time to do their their test drive, and I sat on the oh, the what what do you call it the co-driver. I don't yeah. think I'll ever do it again. I've never sweated so much in my life. I've never felt speed that I, I've never seen anyone overtake. Oh, it, it it was it's so much adrenaline, and I guess it's yeah. different when you're in the car and. I think I reached there and I had sweated. I needed like a change of because I was holding onto the the seat belts, and he's just cruising and it's it's fun like, if you're yeah, into the adrenaline. Yeah, it's fun to do it. It's yeah. fun to be the person driving. I don't understand watching. Like I I I've got some friends that do rally it, and I've got 
you know, one of my mates, a good friend, he actually, he's from Kenya, but he lives in the UK. Yeah. He's a police from the UK. He's been a co-driver. He's come out here and been him and him and this other guy who was a very famous Kenyan Mali guy had a car crash on the Kuru Highway going up to do a test practice. Yeah. It's... And he, the driver died and he broke his neck. Yeah. It's, it's, what? It's crazy. So man. luckily his neck healed, but yeah, he, he died himself from the Kuru Highway. You know, because, yeah. Well, it's, it's I'm, I'm, like we were saying before, uh, I don't know how there's not more accidents. I'm sure there's a lot of roadkill as well. Sadly, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think, what's that thing? Oh, because, yeah, as I've seen, like, everyone, and I've got a big problem in Kenya, Subaru drivers. <laughs> Every Subaru driver <laughs> seems to think they're in the rally. Yeah. <laughs> just driving along the road. And it really annoys me, you know, like, up, up, you know, they're tailgating you, you know, they overtake drugs. And you end up overtaking them later because yeah. their cars are going to go fast. <laughs> and when you, you know, three times a day, you just fly past them. You're like, well, what are you doing? Uh... You, know, you just do things dangerously because you are super rude. Yeah. You, know, you are not Colin McRae. <laughs> you are dead, driving your little beat up, yeah. you know, super faster. Well done. Yeah. That's why they, they uh, have the name Subaru Boys. I hope they don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. Well, let's, we'll have... <laughs> let's leave the Subaru Boys. We'll go back to the safe terrain we'll of fitness. To, yeah. so they... <laughs> they don't come after us. <laughs> well, I don't think this is probably their genre of podcast, let's hope to so. be fair. <laughs> let's hope none of them goes to the gym and listens to the podcast. Yeah. Because of the G forces and everything else, and they've got to keep light. Yeah. yeah. Because of the weight of the car and everything else. So that's interesting. Like I've I've known. Like, it'd be quite cool to be a, like a, a coach for a Formula One team. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, different type of coaching. Yeah. A lot of yeah. neck. Yeah. Neck strength. Yeah. A lot of body. Yeah, we have to do the old weight and neck things. Yeah. Body conditioning. Yeah. Just um, general stabilization stuff. And trying to keep the weight down. And then maintaining yeah. weight, yeah. Kind of you like also a... form the one chef. You have a form the one chef, so yeah, the meals can be perfected. Yeah. Well. It's kinda of like jockeys, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, it was funny, I was having this discussion with a client yeah. actually, and you know, you don't think about them, you think they're just sitting there, but yeah. it's actually really you know, kind of like riding horses mm. as well. Like yeah. you're like you're just sitting on it, but if you've ridden, it's a workout. Like <laughs> It's oh not... yeah, you adductors. As soon as you get off the horse, you know, your adductors are burning. Your, your calves are burning. If you've been up, you know, especially if you've been cantering or galloping, yeah, yeah, you know, try stabilize off the saddle. <laughs> yeah, that's why if you're ni- over ninety kilos like me and you want to be a jockey, da, da. a jockey, forget it. No, da, no, 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 yeah, you'd yeah. never be a jockey. Wrong, wrong dream. Yeah, you know, you'd have to. <laughs> I don't even ride my horses when I'm over two hundred pounds. Yeah, it's it, yeah the horse. It's just unfair. Like, yeah. yeah, the horse will um, not be happy, man. Like I'm going to try and get a really big horse. That's you, what I'm you need a Clydesdale. Really yep. big. Yep. Like almost like a draft horse. I just yeah. ride around on a shiny horse. Yeah, you know, I won't feel so. I won't feel so bad then. Mm. You no, know? yeah. um, I looked into getting another horse, a really big seventeen-handed venting horse, mm-hmm. for that purpose. That's yeah. still mine. Because the other horses just look at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> They're like, we love the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah you. Yeah, no, no, no. Look at me like, oh, no, nice dude. No, <laughs> no, please, <laughs> don't choose me, please. Uh. <laughs> well, we've had uh, some yeah. um, great speakers recently on the podcast, I think. Some really interesting episodes. Um, so today it's just us three, and we've got a few topics we'd like to touch on, and... One of them, which is really interesting, is sort of sexualization of self on social media. I was going to say of women, but Andy brought up the good point, it's men as well. And like, just like, what is your take on sort of sexualizing yourself? You know, because you want to, it's always hard because you obviously want, like on Instagram, you want to spread your message and all of that. And it, you know, just sadly putting out what we put out you know you know whoever follows you is going to enjoy it but it's sort of it's not enticing whereas you know if you put out a you know like i said a sexy shot of uh, like if you're a guy and your abs or if you're a chick in your bikini of course you're going to get more followers and it's like 
do you do that to get more followers then to you know have a larger population to spread a better message to or do you not do it i mean it's 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 a hard one it's a really hard one well, yeah you know it's the same i think it's quite you know it just i i prefer education posts like I, I, I like social media for, as an edu- uh, educational tool. Yeah. But it limits your your your, your reach, your message. Uh, it was, I think it was when talking to Taryn said, yeah, sometimes it's fun to combine both, hook them in, and then get with the education. Yeah. And I tried that with that uh, probably being two shredded posts. Yeah. yeah. And it did. It's probably got the most interaction because, you know, it involves a picture of me shredded yeah um, but re- reality is you know I always think you should be who you you want to be and if that means you don't reach so many people so be it you know uh, I think people are checking I still think the majority of people on social media are there for entertainment rather than education yeah. I do think there's a growing population of people who do use it for education and we've seen it with like news and then you know, how it could be used to spread <coughs> fake news yep. and other misinformation but because people are using it to consume what they think is fact news so in, people are starting to use it a bit differently but i do think and i do worry about just I mean, people feeling the pressure to be overtly sexual to know like I've seen posts where the cat, the pictures that go, oh, you know, a woman in a bikini, you know, with her glutes, but the actual message in the post has nothing to do with the picture. It's like, you know, where are we? You know, um, who do you want to be as a content creator? You know, I'm lucky. I'm sexy as fuck, so I can just be put my face on that. <laughs> no, I love the confidence. Like, I love that. <laughs> no, the reality is. You know, I don't feel the same pressure. It's probably because I'm older and I don't care if people like me or not. Or yeah. like my posts or not. I, I do it because I actually, when I do a post, I, do, I like to research a topic. And that's where I get my enjoyment, actually yeah. learning myself. Yeah. Then I just pull it down. And my posts are quite boring to a lot of people because it's full of facts. But, <laughs> you know, I get the enjoyment out of making my posts because I've been researching and, you know, it helps. And, you know, I'm one of these people when I'm learning something, if I write it down, I take it in better. So almost it's that same process of creating the post. I'm internalising that information. You know, I've read you know, studies or metadata analysis. Mm-hmm. And I put it down into the post and it helps me solidify for me. And you know, if someone gets the benefit out of that, great. If they don't, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I kind of think I'm the same. I, 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 I don't know. I've never... I've never really worried about like likes or follows. It's it's yeah. it's pretty much the same. It's uh, well, I I it's clear who was checking my IG and she saw I had about four thousand posts, and it just he's hit. an OG. Leon's yeah. been there for long, like four thousand posts. And it's hit he's me. He's just posting less topless photos now because he's been off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but when I think about it, I. I, I started during Trojan days where where yeah. I met Andy anyway and I'd put, you know, when my training was even crazy high volume and I'd do, like, it's it's been my journey and it just yeah. felt nice to share and I've, I guess I've always tried to make it educational, uh, well, a bit of entertainment because I guess for me, I, I, I like the more educational and I guess something like a 70-30 where more educational uh 30% entertainment just to try get maybe new followers to see the message but other than that i've always just put out what i like to put out what i think would help guys and uh uh maybe see, maybe what is doing at the moment yeah. with the reels oh, i'm not yeah. i'm not yeah big on reels at the moment or big on tiktok type things just because old and I've got to try and learn that but I will no, but yeah, I always have these cool ideas yeah. and I'm like oh I'll do it at some point <laughs> but no I like that because that's entertaining and getting your message across yeah you know whether that's you know appreciated by the vast audience I imagine your followers appreciate it because they're there for a reason 
I think it's not the sort of, yeah. Problem is, when you're trying to educate, even if it's in a fun way, the masses are probably going to skip past it for looking at reels or so on. Yeah. You know, saying we've got a pretty face, tiny waist, and big base, or whatever that one that keeps coming up on top of those wheels. You know, um, you know, and I imagine they may have millions of likes or views, and you're like, but it's because I still think the majority of users on Instagram are younger. Yeah, true. And I think as you get older, you change your change what you appreciate and you know, and consume. And I think that's kind of where we are. But no, I think you know, Claire's, Claire's got like you know, yeah, she doing is, well with her reels. She is. She is. Like, we, she, we, we were supposed to do it together, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being the cameraman and the and the guy with. Yeah, the, yeah you get to be the cameraman for the studio. Yeah. No, I film I'm, most of my own I'm, reels. You do not help I me. I know, but I've, I've tried. I've, I've tried to like. She's like, yeah, let's. She's like, let's go do a reel, and I'm like, yeah. Then when she's going, I'm like, nah, I. Like she's she's good at coming up with the content and just making it. Ah, uh, uh, I'm yeah. I don't know reels. It's it's. I've seen her do it, and it, it's quite a bit of work. So it is. It's, it's a lot of work. But I think with Instagram, like you've got to like for us now with online coaching, being our main thing. It is. Yeah, the one platform we use to get business so for me it's worth spending that time yeah. because marketing. it's yeah. marketing and reels gets out to the most people and it, i mean it's 15 seconds 15 most of them you know 30 seconds is too long for some people yeah <laughs> how many outtakes have you got oh my oh, goodness so <laughs> many but you know when i was thinking about doing them i was like i, I can't dance obviously and i'm like that's i was like so what can i do and it's like yeah i mean it's fun to take the piss out of fitness myths and nutrition myths i was like perfect i can do that and i actually enjoy acting so um but again like with the instagram i think you hit it on the nail on the head Andy. it's like what are you comfortable with mm -hmm. like i'm comfortable showing my body as a message to other people of of what you know my journey is like I'm not just going to put a picture of me in my underwear and then a cute quote or like you say with something completely different underneath it'll be like this yeah. is what I did to look like this I'm not expecting you to look like this doing what I did um, but then I also think it's nice like if you're really proud of what you've achieved you know to do to do a photo shoot like your photo shoot challenge and like when you, you've put in so much work to look a certain way, I think it's great to celebrate yourself, you know, wearing something you're comfortable wearing, you know, if it's in a G-string, you know, great, that's fine. But if you're, com you know, if you want to be more creative, step out of your comfort zone, fine. But it's just, for me, again, like with you, it's like, it's just annoying when you see someone just wearing not much with something totally random underneath or just, yeah, a cute, a cute quote, you're like, okay. That there needs to be a bit more substance. Um, and on, your, on your post, which one's got probably the most interacting, would you say? Oh, well, I mean, obviously... Is it the, in your reels? Sorry? Not, so it's not been your reels, it's oh, been something oh, else. Yeah, no, no, reels, 100%. They get thousands yeah. of views. Um, they're great. But in terms of, like, post-posts, you know, I'll spend hours making a carousel like the diet break and refeed yeah. nothing and then you know i posted that picture a while back of uh, of uh the one you were teasing me of in my underwear of course that one got so many likes <laughs> and um yeah, you yeah. my fake calvin klein <laughs> i think it's also sort of instagram's fault they 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 make it that that way that a lot of people get to see the underwear, the abs, the yeah, the, yeah, the, the algorithm. algorithm and, yeah, to hide educational posts. Yeah, it's, it's, you've got to know where you're looking. Like if you just go to your search thing, yeah. like into my search thing, it's weird. It's like mainly bodybuilding type stuff, but oh. like there'd be a random thing where I've never looked up. Some woman with you know no you know no bra on underneath the top, and you're like, what's that doing in my search? Yeah, thing? always. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank Zane and and then, and it, it's just pushed it's pushed to the front um 
No, yeah. it's it's yeah. The algorithm is interesting, and but you know, so many you know, of the amazing people that we follow don't even have 10k followers, and it just shows like yeah. followers are not everything. If you are a an influencer, you need the numbers, but yeah, if yeah. you're actually doing it for a business, you or know, you don't need that many followers, and that's what's nice. Like the pressure. It's not to get as many followers, but it's like to get more interaction. You know, actually people being yes. like, yeah, that's great. And having a conversation or they're sharing it, they're saving it. For me, that's more important than the number of followers. Um, and it's, it's just, it's so annoying yeah. when you see people with o over sort of 10K followers and their content is just shite. You're like... Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's not... Not, you know, if you are, if you want to be an influencer, great. You will make your money from yeah. marketing products on yeah, that's fine. Instagram. Go for the followers. Most people get caught trying to be, inf wanting to be influencers, mm -hmm. but in this middle ground where you're actually better off focusing on the followers you've got, what they're following you for, yeah, and and, and feeding that. You know, like my, you know, my followers are either friends or people interested in fitness. So therefore, you know, look, my story more personalised, you know, or be on post about my daughter, which is good, for, you know, and I interact with my family and friends anyway. But when it comes to my bigger posts, that's from majority of people following me because they're following for fitness mm -hmm. and exercise. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, no, it's 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 always fascinating. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I think it would be nice to reach more people, obviously. So if you can... Gotta do the reels. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if you can have more followers and they're able to benefit, you know, well and good. But I, I don't think I'm pressured to, like, put my glutes or abs on Instagram to, to get the extra few. So you got your abs out there the other day. Oh, yeah, doing the cardio, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, did, I didn't. She got all the followers. No, you got most of the comments. You I, got the comments. I got the comments. She got the they followers. They were like, I cannot unsee what I just saw. What are you wearing? Uh, but I, I don't know. That's a good uh, segue into, you know, I'm obviously taking the piss out of that uh, lower belly fat burning. But honestly, that video, that woman is everywhere and it's serious like yeah. you watch her and it is all about that is the language used like torch belly fat burn belly fat and you're like you cannot you literally cannot and i think still in this day and age where it's it's equally hammered that you can't spot reduce fat people still think that like my clients will still say to me oh please can we do you know, some more ab workouts. I, I, I want to get rid of my love handles. Um, and I'm like, yes, you know, we can work on that. But doing more ab work is not going to get you there. Um, and it's, it's, it's like still in people's minds that, yeah. you know, you, the more you work that body part, the more you're going to lose fat on it. And it just ain't that way. It just ain't that and it way. It goes both ways, even, even men. You get clients who are like, can we, you know, do more, more abs? I feel like we, we need more, more core work because they call it core work. And I'm like, but yeah, core makes it sound yeah, more so <laughs> you, legit. But, but that's oh, why I like, hey, I like the, back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, but that's why I like the podcast and the posts we share. Cause nowadays it's easy. I'll look for one of yeah. our posts or, you know, what core, uh, or us talking about nutrition and you send it to them and it just makes it easier for you to not repeat yourself again but it it, it really yeah. helps but it's it's crazy because what clear said it's true it's either let's do more ab work or can i add more cardio it's it's a, it's still ingrained it's one of those things you need to as a thing it's like but people just don't understand how we abdominals work Mm -hmm. It's quite simple. It's a, it's a flat piece of muscle, basically holding your top and bottom half together. That's going to be wrong. You know, to allow it to move. Yeah. It's yeah. to stabilise. The muscle's there to stabilise those two almost in the independent pieces of your body. You know, and you have the spine at the back with those muscles that do with back stabilisation, and the abs are at the front to stabilise the front. Otherwise, 
we'd all be yeah. looking up the <laughs> sky, probably. You know, um, and that's the reality. It's not. It's not. You know, people doing a million crunches. We're not. Gonna, one, we're not going to strengthen anything. Your your abs aren't getting stronger. Uh, are is it that important? No. Uh, what's most important is the transverse abdominals because they're like the bigger stabilizer. The ones we see, yeah, but they're nice. You know, people decide they're nice, you know, to look at, and that's related to being lean. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, if you want to change the depth, you know, the depth and size of those, for saying a competitor, there may be some benefits mm. to try and make them look a certain way, make them look bigger. Mm-hmm. But then it's like any other muscle, you know, progressive overload, and you know. Crunches, body weight crunches are probably not going to do a great deal long term. I put in ab exercises for my clients because they like them. Yeah. That's the only reason. Like, you know, if someone wants to have, you know, because people say to me, Oh, can I do some ab work? Because I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like it, we'll pull it in. Fine. We'll put a little mm-hmm. core circuit in, a little ab circuit for you to do at the end of your training session. You crack on. But for most people, I won't bother. You know, I might put in some hanging leg raises because, you know, they're hanging, actually, if I get a bit of trap work and... You're getting grip work. work in, yeah. 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 And then extend, and extend that's one of the better exercises or laying leg raises. Well, oh, yeah, planks are amazing. But actually, just standing still. Mm-hmm. If you want to work your abs, stand still and don't move. Just head some as long as you can or do practice vacuums yeah vacuum oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no i mean i'm the same and i think people really forget abs are like any other muscle you you grow them with progressive overload like <laughs> i used to do the same ab workout every single day and be like oh but i can't see my abs it's like what well, a there's too much fat and b if you do the same thing every day obviously your body's going to get used to it you know, there has to be progressive overload. And like the problem with body weight stuff is that you're just going to have to do more and more reps because you don't have weight. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of think like direct ab training got a bit of a bad rap. Like everyone was about core and functional training. And it's like, it's good to, to train your abs directly. You know, that it's not the devil to do that, but do it properly. Yeah. Like understand what they do. Because you, if you're trying to just train the abs, the six pack muscles, there's no hip flexion. And that's what most people work doing abs is their hip flexors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you've exactly. got to learn, like Andy said, the TVA, your transversus abdominis. Learn how to feel that, how to work that. That's where vacuums are great. If you're doing a crunch, it's actually a very small movement. Very. You know? <laughs> that, I mean, if you're trying, it's not bad to train your psoas and your hip flexors, but you know, when you're choosing the movement, Choose it based on what you're trying to train. If it is to get a bit of hip flexor, then you can add in like a greater range of movement. But ab training is spinal flexion. Um, and I think a lot of people do hanging uh, like leg raises wrong because they, they, they don't know how, they're using their legs. And you're like, well, yeah, it's easy if you just use your legs, but you've got to learn how to initiate with, with the abs. Um, yeah. When, when you get that one right, yeah, it is a good one. Turning your, 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 almost yeah, bending, curving your spine around to just yeah. see when mm-hmm. doing leg raises, rather than just lifting up your legs. Yeah. It's like a, mm-hmm. I, I, but, you know, most people don't need to do ab exercises to, to see their like, abs. It just lose your body fat, as you said. Number one is your body fat levels are too high. What you'll find is if you make your abs really big, and you haven't controlled your transverse abs, your stomach could just bow out. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, make you enclosed look fatter. Um, <laughs> because, you know, you need your transverse to pull in tight. You know, it's that, imagine pulling your belly button towards your spine. And that holds everything. And, it, and it, you know, once that's strong, you can hold the, out, the front of the abs. You know, you're, you're fine, you know, but... The fact is, if you just keep working your abs without working your transverse, it starts bowing out. And, and if you haven't got lean body fat levels, 
boyfriend just sits on top and just looks nice like a little curved ball under your jumper. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think this morning I saw a good post that said a lot of people at the gym confuse sensation for stimulation. It's the same when you're just working your hip flexor, you know, source, but you've told yourself, you know, it's abs, man. It's like I can feel it. And you find for maybe a few, a year or so you've been working the wrong thing. And, you know, also maybe you're in a debt and everything you're doing a lot of things right but you're like why why isn't it happening you know why isn't it yeah, looking the way <laughs> and it's you know sensation stimulation so a lot a lot of that uh, gets a lot of people confused because i mean if you throw your legs up run you you do feel like the abs are working but you know even as you're running that that's not the that's not the target no. so obviously if you're just crunching and doing a hundred or whatever and or lifting your legs up and down eventually you'll start feeling and you're like yeah you know i, I feel something but it's so Must funny be. how people have that routine it's like i do 100 crunches every day and you're right. like you know actually that's not the best oh, thing yeah. you don't need to do abs every day or every single workout yeah mm-hmm. it's like twice like i think i train abs twice a week and it's like yeah, one one move so we one is one. a hanging leg raise to get a bit of hip, right. hip flexor as well. And one is just pure the um, weight, abs, yeah. so like cable crunches yeah, or like, uh, like a gaha ray, something like that. Because um, you remember when Olivia was on the podcast? I'm yeah. asking listeners as well. <laughs> anyway, yeah. and she was like, you know, you can... Thanks, You know, she, she was talking to her and she was like, you know, you can actually hurt yourself training core or abs every day mm-hmm. you know you yeah. can overtrain your hip flexors and everything and or maybe you've overtrained the front half of your core and then your back yeah. is actually yeah. weak yeah. Yeah. and and then you get all these problems and it's like well yeah you're doing core and abs every day it's like you do you don't train your yeah, legs every day you find people do loads of like crunches and things, but end up with a bad lower back. Mm. <laughs> because your two muscles work against each other. So because your abs are so tight all the time because they're overworked, and they just tighten up, they're pulling on your erectors at the back, which therefore mm. you just start feeling like you've got you know, bad lower back all the time. Yeah, and it's like you're saying, if even if you're doing abs every day, say by the fourth day they're tired you you just even if you're doing it correctly you end up using like flexors or some other muscle because oh, the abs are not recovered yeah they're just not recovered yeah they're not recovered and you're there again a hundred crunches it's like nah <laughs> it, it, the thing is most people just benefit from more oblique work yeah. to get True. shape rather than worrying about the abs because those abs will be there regardless yeah. you yeah. know you lose enough body fat there, but yeah. obliques uh, serve a real purpose of mm-hmm. rotational movements stabilization of the body you know i i prefer things like you know russian twists wood chops mm-hmm. yeah, things like I that like to escape from the obliques and then you can progress those by using yep. a bit more weight mm-hmm. you know it's yeah a, a good example is um well bodybuilders obviously it's like guys there's always that question like how many times you train abs and you're like you know once and <laughs> even even when you look at with well now they're called pro splits you know chest and arms and you'll see abs once but you're looking at this guy you're like how, how you know how do they look like that if he trains them once and you're like yeah that's you know enough time to recover you're there, you're doing your squats, you're doing your deadlifts, you have to brace. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> the compounds. By, by being good at bracing mm-hmm. during compound exercise, you're, you're actually using your core and abs yeah. for what it's built for, yeah. stabilization of the body. And so you get a good ab workout and a good, you know, erectors, lower spine, you know, diaphragm workout, where it may be, yeah. just by bracing yourself during a heavy set of squats or deadlifts. Big time, big time. Like I found like after, so on, the, on when we do the hanging leg raises, it is on a, a leg day. day. Yeah. And I, yeah. when I go into the leg raise after doing a squat or something, my abs will actually want to cramp. It's, 
Yeah, and you're like, oh wow, they were really working during yeah. that. Uh, yeah. I hate apps. I hate the worst. Yeah, I even stopped doing them because we did them. <laughs> at, uh, they were in the program and they destroy me. And Clear is like, you're not doing apps. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I literally used to run. It's the last one, and I'm like. No, like I'm, I, I'm I, I force myself to do the <laughs> app ones, but um, there was the stimulation and sensation one is really good because the other day Mark Carroll did that post, uh, post about the bands, like the booty bands for squats and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the comments on that one were like, what? Yeah. But but what? And it because you do feel a stimulation when you're wearing your booty band. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, uh, that was such a great post because I think, and I mean, we, I used to be booty band person. My bag was full of bands. I used them for activation, all of that. But, you know, it's good to admit when you're wrong and to, yeah. you know, do your research. And if you do understand biomechanics, it doesn't make sense to wear a band when you're squatting or hip thrusting. Your glutes don't work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was it was just yeah the but comments it's, it's were interesting. Nice it's you. No, I was just saying it's nice because even because we followed Mark Carroll and he's an amazing coach and he also used the bands yeah. and you know you, uh, training and science changes and you learn and yeah because that was from Coach Kasem who yes, did all yes. that and you know I mean uh, Brett Contreras made the 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 oh yeah booty bands booty oh, bands yeah. popular and he was like the glute guru so everyone was like well it must be right you know True. I've actually stopped following him made, made millions of pounds yeah, yeah. And, but it's it's uh yeah if you understand what the function of the glutes is and how they work yeah you sit down and you're like crap what the, have I been doing you know because actually when I was doing banded hip thrusts like you can't contract your glutes. And abduct, and, and abduct yeah. at the same time. Like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it don't yeah. work that way. Um. The only time I, I suggest using hip circles or bands when doing squats is if you've got a knee tracking issue. Yeah. yeah. So if your knees move, uh, try to bow out because you've got a weakness, if you wear a band around your knees and lower the weight, and try and just keep your legs in the same position to correct bad squatting form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even um exactly. i think even like even say hip thrust not necessarily to abduct but if you i even saw a coach i follow you know there's a client when they hip thrust the knees sort of yeah so it's just to give yeah, you yeah, yeah, the same thing yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a light band it's a yeah, light band light. it's not a heavy band <laughs> just a no, light band yeah you're not using the band as a band you yeah it just to keep your legs in position like to, to be mindful of where your knees are yeah like now i i use band well for activation especially after the glute bursa so physio yeah. just uh put light bands in because i have to now do sort of extra activation well you need your glute after. medius to get working yeah. so for medius you know most banded work is straight out to yes, the side yes. which is working your performance yeah. And sort of, you know, your ITB band, all of that. Whereas if, if you're work, trying to work your glute medius, it's a kickback, but Outside. at a 30 degree angle, not straight to the side. Yeah. Um, and I think glutes, is, they can be a hard, it can be a hard one to feel, which is why people like bands. <laughs> but if you just learn correct form and do things properly, you know, and with weights, you'll get the results yeah. that you want. So hip thrusts, hip thrusts that like I see them done, like people posting loads of videos and doing hip thrusts because yeah, they're, they're cool now. I like a hip thrust myself, but most people do them wrong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, like there's literally no, except, you know, eccentric move portion of the exercise. They just don't go low enough. You know, they're not creating any bend in their, you know, no hip flexion and such, you know, to drive up through. What, what's happening is they just look like they're shaking the bar. <laughs> That's about it, you know. It's like, mm, it's not going to do anything. You know, your range of motion, you need to essentially create 90 degree angles to push back through rather than just yeah. up, up. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, there's the, the glute bridge, which is like a half wrap hip thrust. Oh, I do like a glute bridge. Which I, I much like prefer. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like doing heavy hip thrusts because it uses the rest of your leg. Um, 
Yeah, it, I like to use it to increase hamstring strength as well. Yeah, no, if that's if, exactly if you're going for full on strength, you know, do the full range yeah. hip thrust. But if it's purely glutes, the the half the the cast glute bridge is amazing. Um, yeah. I actually really One don't like hip thrusts anymore. <laughs> I just I've always struggled to feel them, and I think everyone's biomechanics are different. I much prefer other glute exercises that I think because the hip thrust became so popular, everyone was like, oh, well, that's the only move to grow your glutes. You're like, well, no, deadlifts. No. You need to work the glute in its stretched position and in its shortened position. I, I just... RDLs are my top glute exercise. Mm-hmm. I really feel yeah. RDLs in my glutes and the top of my hamstring. Yeah. Just the top was sort of glute ham tie yep. yeah. and my glute. For me, it's yeah. just the... It is, it's mm. hip flexion. Yeah. yeah. The hip thrust setup, it's the one thing I hate. Well, it takes ages. It's, it's, ah. if, yeah, if, I agree. There's a time when I skipped it for us yeah. because if I'm in a place where it's just almost impossible to set up, yeah. say like sometimes I, um, for my coach, Smith machine hit for us. And you get that Smith machine that doesn't go to the ground. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You've got to put a back yeah. you've got to try and work it out. And it's, you know, 30 minutes later, you've managed to rebuild something that you can do, you know. It sometimes it's just not practical in a yeah. session when it's time, and I'd rather do more RDLs or exactly, yeah, yeah. If say if we had the machine, I, I, I'd do it. If, the but, glute but it'd be drive, the yeah. it'd be yeah, the last drive machines. Yeah, yeah it's it, also fun as well. Yeah, yeah. it'd be the last machine, machine I'd buy out of all. Yeah, exactly. Like one of those, like yeah, yeah, I've got a hundred million spare. Yeah, let, let me try. Yeah, because <laughs> it just you know just load up, sit strap hit your sets and you're done because the the barbell hip thrust is is <laughs> but it's just you know i think you do for women who want to grow their glutes it's like bands and hip thrusts are not the only way they're just mm-hmm. part of the ingredients you know don't forget your True. you know your heavy squats heavy rdls step ups and I mean, to get glute medius, the, you can do a cable kickback or with the band because you do want to to work that one a bit. Cable, um, cable. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it really is just, you know, get your form right and increase the weights and eat, obviously. I hope that's obvious. So, yeah, like with, um, you know, this is a thing with heavy hip thrusts is you can damage yourself, especially like people go really heavy with very poor range of motion. And basically, that's a lot of love to be resting on your pelvis when you're not moving it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might as well not be bothered because all you're doing is bruising up your hip bones. Yeah, and... Uh, and you can hurt your lower back, actually. Yeah, you find a lot of people, all they do is just hyperextend neck and sort of upper back. It's, it's, it's just... Yeah, so you find... It's you're you're not really working your glute. You're just straining your your neck, your back. Your setup is wrong, and it because sometimes I see that on IG. You know, you're going down and you see someone doing bad. And well, I like got, to they've arched their lower back. Yeah. There. And there's that urge to be like, should I correct them? And you're like, maybe they'll not take it well. So <laughs> I just just skip, just well, scroll. <laughs> well, it's but, always touted as a sort of an easy to learn move for beginners, and it's like. Actually, it can be really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just don't get that movement. You know, like Andy said, they're shagging the bar or, yeah. <laughs> or their, uh, their back is arched or it's just, you're like that, just you're not working the glutes there, you know. Let's try a different move yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the thing is, you know, because it's, it's, it's a real angled... Like, you, you've got to have your glutes go down to almost heel depth to create the right angle to get enough hips to rise back up through. So most people, and even some glute drive machines, don't have enough angle mm. to, to work with glutes. Because it's not just a glute exercise. It is a hamstring exercise as well. Yeah. And there is better, for, for isolation, purely for glute you are better with things like, you know, glute kickbacks on a cable machine, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, because, you know, there's a lot less activation of other muscles, you know, and, you know, so, and your back gets worked when doing 
uh, hip thrusts as well. But your lower back, your hamstrings, and your glutes. Yep. So it's almost a, a posterior chain because it is a hip flexion exercise. Mm-hmm. And that's why half the time, because of setup, I do RDLs. Yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of people like well you go to the gym and skip you know the big step just starting out no weight see how you feel it without weight on a bench on the floor get some glute bridges just everyone always rushes to the bar and you don't know how to do it you don't know how to set up and you just that's why you find a lot of people say yeah i i i i hip thrust 200 kilos then they do it and it's the neck just well, yeah, you can, you can, I can hip thrust that. We did that, but you're not, yeah, yeah. you've got to realize that that's not just the glutes, you know, yeah. for, at, at heavy weights like that, oh boy, you're using everything. Quads, quads everybody is involved quads. in that. Yeah. So. I've hip thrust 280. Wow. I definitely know it's not all glute. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. So I, I probably primarily hamstring. Yeah. The, the, the quads yeah. were happy yeah. too. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been like, you know, how heavy I can hip thrust has never been a goal for me. You know, like... Dead... Well, I thought, can I hip thrust the car off of someone? <laughs> Go underneath it. It's, it's functional. There, there you go. There's your new reel, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see that up tomorrow? Yeah. Build it up for Yeah, take a, like, take a piece of functional movements. Do hip thrust. Oh gosh! Yeah, do. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, um, I'm going to be a jack, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the human jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh. oh, but I think there's there's one other topic we wanted to touch on, um, and that's kind of what we discussed with Taryn, just the, the the plague of chronic dieting, and like all of us have online clients, and it's uh, I think you know we all struggle with with some clients who still find it so, so hard to increase their food. Um, and I understand that, like it is such a scary yeah. thing to do. If you have been a chronic dieter, it's, it's terrifying to eat more and to lose control because you're just gonna, you just assume that you're gonna turn in, you know, into fat overnight. And yeah, agreed. It's, this is, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it's it's hard because it's such a learned behaviour, mm. and so it's been told to everyone. Yeah, you know, don't eat too much. Do loads of cardio. Yeah. And what, you know, and as, as we've discovered, you know, there's, there's impacts to this. And it's like my post about being shredded all year. It's just not a healthy thing. Yeah. I mean, chronic dieting goes hand in hand. And as the tone saying, the effect on the hormone, especially for women. Yeah, you know, men have it a little bit easier because. We don't. We're not juggling so many balls. There's less plates spinning in our hormone, <laughs> hormone lives. Um, yeah, we're there, but uh, to a less degree. Uh, but with women, there's a lot you can do damage to yourself by being chronically dieting. And you know, and I, I said this to a client the other week, it, the last week. It's like you've got to get your calories up because what we don't want is you know all that cortisol build up. Estrogen rising, there's, you know, progesterone going down, you know, your thyroid closing down. I mean, basically, even if you are losing weight, it's not the sort of weight you want to be losing as a pinnacle. You're not, you, you know, you are not going to have the physique you want. What you're fighting a bit more, you know, if that starts coming off, do a little bit less cardio, just let's not focus on trying to be up, make everything as hard as it needs to be. You know, yes, you know, there's going to be challenges at times, but what we want to do is because of client, we've got all the time in the world, it should be as enjoyable as possible. And even, you know, those, you know, the calories set are a deficit. But just under your maintenance, that's it. You will still lose, you know, fat. And also trying to explain to someone, you need 3,000 surplus calories to produce one pound actual body fat. Right? Even if you eat a little bit more, your weight goes up. Only a tiny, tiny percentage of body fat. Yeah. If you're in a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
water, glycogen, everything, yeah. And you're better off eating and not feeling so shitty. Feel, you know, eat, enjoy your food. And just, but just be mindful over the week that you're in a deficit, you know? It's almost as simple as that, you know? Well, it is, but it's just so hard for people to let that go because so much of it is control. And, yes. you know, if you don't understand nutrition, because, it, you know, literally we're brainwashed with diet culture, like lose fat by eating less and doing more cardio. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, often when you get clients like that and you give them a bit more food, they'll, they might lose you know, wait at first and they're like, you know, what is this, this magic? And it's like, well, you've just got to understand, as we always say, just some of the basics of, you know, how it works and energy balance and that you are doing yourself no favors by eating less. You know, you're not going to get where you want to be at all. Um, And when I did my post the other day, like, you need to be ready to be in a fat loss phase to make the most out of it. You know, and I think most women can't even get past the first checkpoint of having e- been, having eaten at maintenance for three or more months, like preferably more than three months. But I know that's a big ask for a lot of people that, you know, you, yeah. everyone's just like, oh, I want to dive into fat loss. Um, but you've got to understand that you almost need to earn that. You, you know, if you you don't want to half-ass fat loss phases, which a lot of people do, yeah. you know, you've you've got to be in a good place so that you can maximize it, get in, get out, back exactly. to eating. Yeah, yeah, you, I think you hit the nail head. It, it is a brainwashing, and we as coaches have to fight against 20, 30 years of. Mm-hmm messages being sent to this person like yeah. from advertising from media through and then you know it becomes and, and they and some people have seen results from doing that initially yeah and like especially someone who was you know maybe overweight they see both results by eating next to nothing doing loads of cardio they lose weight really quickly but as we always say we're not in the weight loss game we're in the fat loss game yep you know yeah we're two, two mutuals things you can lose weight and not lose an ounce of body fat you know so you know it is a case of yes you want to lose body fat but the main priority for me is you are healthy yes unless you're like morbidly obese and there's a danger to your health you know we've got time you've got time just enjoy start enjoying the process start putting the habits in place to actually nearly nearly every single female client I've ever had has initially struggled with the amount of food I give them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, you know, we're just not used to it. Like, you know, like, look, just get, and that's why I always say one thing, let's just get your work and get your protein up this week. Yeah. Well, have a couple of weeks of making more. I'm not going to lose, you know, lose my head if you, you're not hitting your calories. Once you get your protein, and then we're gonna start trying to get your, your fats up to the right level, and then finally the carbs, and we go from there. Because uh, you know, my mantra is always progress over perfection. Yeah. I don't expect people to start perfect. Some people must. We need to be perfect, otherwise it's a failure. Yeah. That learns psychological. Yeah. You know, we feel we've got to be ticking all the boxes. No, let's just concentrate on one thing at a time. Get those habits in place and learn. You know, I yeah, I always say to them, I add cardio in to your programs. I have free lots of cardio need for everyone with short sessions. Just half of heart raising exercise every week for the heart. But I make sure then I put the calories up to cover that. Yeah. So that gives them a bit more food again. Yeah, we're not using cardio to beat ourselves up. We're using cardio just to keep our heart healthy and happy. I'm not worried about losing weight from cardio. Let's mm-hmm. just see what we can do with your food. Let's get you eating. And, I, you know, the problem is if someone's under eating, I have to say to them, I can't give you any feedback this week. <laughs> and I, I can't, I can't yeah. it's, it's just tell you what to do yeah. because you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. So, you know, my only feedback is try to eat more. Yeah. Now, let's see. If there's a reason you're not eating, 
you're really busy. Let's start working on three more meals, setting alarms on your phone, on you know, to tell you, oh, I should eat now. Even if you're busy at that point, it's in your mind that as soon as you free up, you can get some food out of it. Yeah. 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 Make smaller meals so you're taking less time out of your day, but you spread across your day. Yeah, and I guess that's about non-negotiables as well. Like when people say, I don't have time to eat. It's like, you make time. Like, eating is a human right, you know. You don't need to be a slave to your work. Everybody can take 10 minutes to go and eat. You're not a bad person for doing that. And you should do that because, you know, then you binge at night. If you're someone who's like, oh, I'm so busy. I can't eat, I can't eat, I can't eat, but I'm not hungry. So that's all right. And then you get home and you're like, oh, oh yeah. right now. And you're like, well, then I binge at night. You're like, look at your habits throughout the day. Yes. And <laughs> you're not I'm, nourished. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. And this is why I know mm. I'm like that. So mm. everyone's been in my meetings recently because I've got this new job. So yeah. I turn up in my little stands for cooler bag. <laughs> yeah. They go, you're always eating. I say, well, no, I, I eat now. And then in a couple of hours, I'll eat yeah. again. <laughs> but I'm still doing my work and eating at the same time. Yeah. So, you know. That's, it's, that yeah, should be the I'm norm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah. people are still stuck in the breakfast, lunch, supper mindset. Where, exactly. And then they see you eating your, uh, <laughs> I guess, your, uh, let's call them, calculated planned meals during the day and in their head they're like why are you always eating and it's maybe you know you ate breakfast at home carried two meals that they've seen you eating but for them it's like dude is always eating something <laughs> and yeah it, it, it it's just one thing i've noticed though is people who are snackers it's because they're under eaters mm-hmm. yeah and they don't realize this because enough you don't have the appetite to snack mm-hmm. so i have yeah, unless you like, I'm, I am a as in I love food, especially when I'm stressed. Like, mm-hmm. I love chocolate. Like, you know, the other day, I think I, I you know, the story, like, my car broke down and it had been a long day. I've been to the media and I had that issue with that long yeah. yeah. situation. And then got stuck in the safari rally traffic, so I was running late. Car overheated because of a fall. Yeah, we thought we had fixed, and obviously it wasn't fixed properly. So on the way back, I, I, I went to get a bottle of water because I realised I hadn't drank a litre of water. I, I, yeah, I'm very... My water is about five litres of water a day. So I pulled into um, Delamere Services in Navasha, so where all the shops are, super, supermarket, right in front of me, big, big display of chocolate. <laughs> I love chocolate. Oh, yeah, that looks really good about now. And I'm reminding myself, I'm in fact. So I actually went over to the drinks, and although it was 7 p.m., I got myself a can of ginger mule monster, sugar-free yeah. monster. Yeah, I should have caffeine at this time. Yeah. But it's better than me smashing a load of chocolate. <laughs> it tastes sweet. It makes my brain think I'm having something sweet. So I necked a bottle, a litre of water and drank that on the way home. I actually, I bought 15 of them <laughs> but for the fridge. Because yeah. normally it's just the white ones that they run out. And then yeah. I've seen these ginger ones now. And normally there's like two per shop, but this shop was fully stocked, so I was like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> 15, stuck in the fridge. Um, but, but no, the fact is, it's like, I know I was. So if I, I find ways around that, and one of the things is making sure I'm eating my meals. And I always say to people who snack, let's not, like, I always say, minimum of four meals a day, mm-hmm. spread them out across the day. So one thing to stop. I say, if you're a chronic snacker, someone who loves snacking, let's make this five meals, split them into five meals. Yes, yes, yes. So you've got opportunity to eat a meal. So when you want the snack, you're actually eating a meal. Hello? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're eating a meal rather than looking for snacks. Yeah. And people found not hungry and always full, they don't snack. No, it's, it's, it's true, but it, I think a lot of that, again, for women comes back from we're always taught not to fill the plate and not to, like, you're always trying to restrict. Like, I, I remember always doing that, like, oh, I can't fill my plate. And then you go and snack, you know, r- behind the scenes, which doesn't count, and then you're like, no. So uh, with a lot of my, my, my lady clients, it's like, fill your plate, eat till you're satisfied, then like you say, you don't have that urge to snack and generally snacks aren't high in protein and you're not really being mindful yes. about your snacks 
Um, and those are the kind of things that add up and you're like, well, why am I not losing fat? And you're like, well, <laughs> let's, you know, let's just work on these behaviors. And those behaviors take time, which is why it's so important to spend time not trying to diet so that these behaviors almost become, you know, they become so normal that when you are in a fat loss phase, it's like you can just go on autopilot. You know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's this yeah, it's that is key, you know, eat until you're satisfied. Still do that and be in a calorie deficit. Yeah, you can. Unless yeah. you're like on like top of trap and you're right at the end and you're always hungry, that's different. Yeah. But like for a lifestyle person, if you're eating protein and fibre, you know, if you're eating your protein and fibre you'll be you're place you feel yeah yeah no 100 percent. i mean it's just i think a lot of a lot of it is just gaining over mental barriers that you've erected for yourself um around eating exactly. and you know it can really take time and like i mean i say minimum of three months at maintenance i mean it would be great if women could do more because I, there was a great post yesterday i shared it on my stories and this lady was saying you know Let's build to build, not build to always be thinking of going to the next cut. To the next cut. It's like, because yes. that's, and that's, that kind of resonated. I was like, yeah, that's kind of sometimes what I think. I'm like, I'm doing this so I can cut later. And it's like, really just focus on where you're at now and enjoy that. And, you know, because you're always looking, like the end goal somehow is always to cut. And I mean, those aesthetic goals are fine, but... You know, just to be in the moment and know that what you're doing is sort of a healthy and sustainable uh, change for you, um, yeah. and not not just so that you can go and uh, lose fat. <laughs> I think also it's more. I don't know why ev everyone sort of tries to how do I like be a competitive bodybuilder in a way? It's like yeah, well, bodybuilder. Yeah. It's, it's a job you. <laughs> Build, cut, compete. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to do it every uh, yes. year. Yes. <laughs> 100%. I was uh, thinking this this morning. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was looking at check in. I was going, no, this is really good. Mm. And I was thinking about people's check ins. I think people, when we're doing things for themselves, they see posts from bodybuilders or figure competitors or bikinis yeah. and think that it's that's how they, they should be doing it. Yep. Yeah. Without actually thinking, that is with a really tight timeline. Yeah. Very and the whole different ball game, like when it's a lifestyle thing, you should be enjoying it more. Yeah. Not so restrictive, because there is a need for some sustainability. Sorry, say that again, Andy. Internet is. I think good. there's a need. I realise there's always a need for. Yeah, you know, to to enjoy it and make it sustainable for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> don't need a sustainable diet yeah, that's why we end up binging after yeah it should be enjoyable that's i think that's key you know you should whatever stage you should be in you know it's your choice yeah. and you should enjoy it it's not like i must suffer 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 and then i'll be happy it's like yeah. that's oh nice shorts yeah, <laughs> yeah nice legs um, andy show us those legs <laughs> to the podcast oh, nice quads yes because it's a uh, I noticed a lot of people ask me the that question. It's like, yo, so when are you cutting? You know, when I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying being strong, building. Yeah. yeah. You know, the off season. It's and it's like, oh, so you. I'm like, yeah, done maybe two short mini cuts, but nothing, nothing crazy. It wasn't like it wasn't anything. I I was like, yeah, I have to cut now because. Because that's what I do. Yeah, that's what fit people do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, everyone, yeah. it's always the question, when are you cutting? And I'm like, yeah, you know, whenever. Like, not. <laughs> well, the thing is, the more you enjoy the building process and the more you control that, this is even for, especially, you know, lifestyle clients, benefit you'll get because, you know, I, I post about Tasmin uh, last night. Mm. She's your grandma she's amazing yeah. killing it but yeah, yeah she, she, she blows her eyes like yeah she, so um, um very active but fact is we're gonna start putting her into a gain you know into a surplus phase shortly yeah. and i was saying to her the thing with 
things to really slowly graduate. Yeah. Make it really enjoyable because the more I can get you eating and we can increase your natural maintenance level and build some more lean on that, means you can really enjoy your life. Yeah. Yeah. And once your maintenance calories have been increased because you've got this lean muscle mass, you can pretty much go out, eat, enjoy. This is what people don't really see, like fitness influencers on Instagram eating these big meals and still looking lean all year. It's because they're carrying a lot of lean tissue. Well, take out the anabolics and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> they're carrying a lot of lean tissue. And it means they can naturally just eat more food. Yes. And yeah, that is where we want everyone to be. Everyone should be in maintenance. But what we want is to increase that maintenance so you can go out and eat a burger and fries without worrying. Yeah. Yeah, psychologically, you know, what people say, people worry, you know. Yeah. But if your maintenance is, so my maintenance is probably 3,700 calories to 3,000. Yeah. You're, you're back. There you go. Oh. Uh, internet has been crazy, eh? I think my power's going. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you were saying your maintenance calories are... Oh. Uh-oh. And his power is going. But it's... it's, oh, it's power. Uh, I think his power's going. But it's so true. Like, last year, my maintenance calories were much lower than they are now. So... I'm weighing 10 kilos less, but eating 200 calories more. So you, it takes time to build up your maintenance calories, but exactly like Andy says, when you do, you, yeah, you have so much more room for flexibility yeah. uh, with your nutrition. And maintenance is just a nice place to be at. You're oh, not yeah. thinking, oh, now I'm cutting, now yeah. I'm... You, you don't can, always have to be doing that. Yeah, you can build, you can build quality good muscle you know work on your body composition just in in a maintenance phase yeah well i think that's a good place to end it andy has (laughs) disappeared we've been talking for a long time um but yeah hope you enjoy this episode where we've uh, done many loops like the safari rally (laughs) and we will see you in our next one bye-bye